0: What's up, everybody? The Complex Sneakers Podcast. We are back. Episode four. You know who I'm with. My guy, Matt Welty. What's up? And Brendan Dunn.
1: Here with some dirty Reeboks on once again.
0: Staying on brand. And we have a very special guest today. You know, we thought we weren't going to do guests for like, what, months? Yeah. And then we thought, who could be the perfect guest to talk about nostalgia in the sneaker culture? We couldn't be more excited to chop it up with someone who is a New York City staple, someone who has shaped the sneaker culture in the city. Someone who was at the forefront of the consignment boom before the mainstream caught on. He was Flight Club's first face when it opened in 2005, and to this day, the store's most iconic employee. Please welcome Chris Vidal. <sighs> Get the sound effects. Somebody help yeah, me
1: out to, here. Come on, man. we got a we whole budget for this. I'm so hyped to be sitting next to Chris because I've never met Chris. We just met for the first time today, but kind of a legend, a guy who you hear about a lot, but... you it's it's rare that you see him out and about, you know. So I'm I'm so happy to hear all these stories and a lot of times I feel like we don't have people who are able to make a through line between sneakers from 2000 to now, or from the 1990s to now, so I'm glad we have Chris to yeah. to, to get all these stories from him. Some kids oh, are going to so get educated him. today. And I think. So it, I think
2: every time I see you at a sneaker party, you're about like three inches away from my face, telling me why things are shit in sneaker culture.
3: Yeah, because right, he'll still buck fifty you. That's why. Chill, chill. You're <laughs> in trouble for that stuff now, <laughs> man. You know, you have to be very clear. You know, I'll write a 150 word essay against you. Stop it. Yeah, um, be see, clear, buck baby. Buck fifty. Be, exactly. Uh, no, clear, Brandon. Baby. Thanks so much, man. it's, it's just. It's so different for me because watching you guys on Full Size Run and, and seeing you guys on some of like the complex media commercials or ads or whatever it is, I feel like there's a different type of connection from, from me watching you guys and hearing you guys as opposed to have never even met you. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met Matt a bunch of times and, and I know Joe. Pleasant experience, I'm sure. You you know Joe since he was an intern at Complex. He was was the intern at Complex.
0: I used to go into Flight Club to do deliveries for Bradley Carbone, who was the associate editor at the time. And pick up shoes to
3: to take pictures of because I I was like, oh, yo, we just got these in. You guys want to shoot them? And he would come through, pick them up, take photos, and... Take them back without letting the consignees know that we were loaning out their kicks.
0: For for complex mag shoots. And this guy, I wouldn't say he was holding court, but this guy was quarterbacking everything that was going on in Flight Club. And I remember he is like the quintessential New York City store manager. Where I was intimidated to go in there, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I always say that's like uh, he reminds me a little bit of like the Dame Dash in his slick talk. Mm. In his slick talk, I remember I was a young intern, 2005, 2006, and I would go down to Flight Club, and it it, it was intimidating to go in there. And and the most intimidating dude was definitely this guy to my right.
3: I think that uh, I think I was the heaviest. Guy, there too, that's what it was, right? Was no, like you were just a slick talk. time. So it was I like, remember, oh, look at this fat dude in the store <laughs> talking all that yay, you know? Like, uh no, it's just a good time, man. It, Great we, time. We, we started, we, st- we got ourselves involved in something that we had no idea what it was going to turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Who would think that 15 years later, 14 years later, you know, there's like podcasts dedicated to footwear culture, there's right. magazines, like, I mean, there was always slam and there was always right. kicks and there was always all those other Japanese magazines that would highlight Jordan in every shoe. And and that's where it all really started, like the Japanese obsession and their passion for footwear and collecting Jordan 1s and foot scapes and and just every shoe that nobody cared for here really back then, Mm -hmm. you know? And then there were those spots like LA Avenue and and Skit and Riff that popped up in LA, you know? Mm -hmm. Like these When did Riff open? I think 2006. after flight after flight club in la i bought a pair of jordan threes from them for less than we had them for wow and domaney got tight (laughs) he's like yo i shipped them to the store and everything (laughs) and then they blocked me from buying um from them anymore (laughs) how'd you get started at flight club though uh flight club that's a really crazy story because um flight club is rooted through a life in a way you know because Dameini was the manager at A Life. Ricky Chow, they all worked at A Life. Naoki, who's like the founder of Vintage Kicks, with wow. with, with uh, w- which was like the first resale site yeah. ever. Like people used to go and check to see what was around. The first site that sold babesers and shipped them to the U.S. You know. Um, Domaini and Naoki were rivals that turned friends that became business partners that don't speak anymore. Mm. Yeah, Domaini's still
1: at Flight Club, Naoki at Reebok for a couple years now, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Naoki's at Reebok. Domaini is... I don't really know what the Mm -hmm. specifics of the GOAT deal with Flight he, Club he's was. always
0: been behind the scenes fair yeah, to say yeah he
3: was he was like you know a dude from Long Island he used to work at David Z under Ronnie under Kin running sneakers you know selling um, he used to collect North Faces he used to collect Polo he was just a dude that lived out in Long Island in a house with his mom and dad you know mm-hmm, like, yeah. and he wasn't from the city you know and then a couple people knew him through school nobody knew Naoki you know mm-hmm. Damini D- 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 brought Naoki around and then he'd be by A Life and I used to go hang out at A Life I worked for the laborers union local 79 and i used to you know leave leave the classes that were on varick street and go hang out at a life and blow it down in the backyard you know (laughs) like um have some beers and and you know see what was happening and people would come through and say yo what up chris and i got to know demaney and it's history from there you know it's just
1: it's interesting you you mentioned the the goat deal and how there's all this big money in flight club now Back then, it was such a different energy, right? Like, like how, how loose were things in Flight Club when it first started? How... Was it a janky operation? Flight
3: Club at 254 Green Street. Opened yeah. in
1: April 2005. April 29th,
3: 2005. I unlocked the door at, like, 3 o'clock. Time AM? No, 3 in the afternoon. Okay. We, right? So so we had been there the night before to, like, 5 o'clock. And then we came back at, like, 11.30 and Time Out magazine. Yeah. And... This dude, Ben, he started something called the Thrill List or whatever, Thrill List, right? yeah. yeah. Right? It's like we the like city guy, yeah. like first article or whatever that they were doing on, like, a sneaker, a cool guy's shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had, like, 80 people, like, standing outside before we could open. We wasn't ready to open. Like, we wasn't done. We got there like 11 o'clock and I was like, yo, if y'all don't let me in. I'll never get to open the door Mm -hmm. because they were blocking. They were looking through the perforated customers lined up. Yeah. Kids, kids cutting out of school, young kids. There was men there. There was, I met a couple of dudes that were like telling me stories that I couldn't believe about winning their first junior varsity track run in a pair of like Nike, uh, you know, and like, uh, it was just, it was very intense. So then they let us in, right. They moved and let us in. And, um, like in four hours they were just like staring at us through the glass, like, yo, and banging on the glass, and what size are those? And I was like, Holy shit, what's that, going
0: on? You know, like do you, do you remember that first day what like the standout sneakers were that people wanted?
3: I think it was the Jordan four. Okay. The Jordan threes and Jordan fours. We saw and the Olympic sixes. Okay. You know, um, we had like two hundred pairs of altitude thirteens at the time. <sighs> Domaini and Naoki had stores on Smash, bro, like Singapore, Japan, wow. like they were buying shoes from dudes that, that couldn't sell, you know, and then me and Domaini did a road trip, you know, like we, we drove from New York to Chicago, bro, buying sneakers before the store opened, you know, like Joe from Clientele was doing that, you know, mm-hmm. like, and uh, Dro that worked with him over at, at Clientel in Lafayette, Clientel which, and fl- Lafayette, which right? Flight Club later came and took that store, at two, whatever it was, Lafayette, they came in and took that store and, and took the employees that were in that store because uh, Dan, right James's brother, he just gave up on it or something mm-hmm. like that, you know like um, but we went on road trips. I bought 40 to sixty pairs of patent leather Jordan ones, red, white, and black, and blue and white. I caught them oh, I bought them in, in those I caught them in Troy, New York, at some random Korean dude sneaker store. And I was like, how many pairs you got? He's like, how many do you want? <laughs> I was like, all of them.
1: Every pair. Do Every
3: we- pair. And, and left with like 68. 60 something pairs I remember they had The little silver jump man yeah. Hanging off They paid like $45 For those ah, shits Wow And we sold them At Flight Club For 175 I sold out In like two weeks time Wow You know like we, we we used to go to this spot In Philly Called Joseph's Under the L Bro I've been yo, to that yo, place those dudes right there Were like That was like the mecca Of OG footwear They like, still
2: have shit Like there bro, Like you, vintage you Air Max
3: to, You had to convince this dude yep. To let it's you like in the basement Cor- It's old Korean family You know like the Is that where you and, went last year
2: Yeah that's where The shoes I was showing you you guys
3: know, like the the Styrofoam, life-size Godzilla, and yeah. the Charles Barkley, mm-hmm, and the right. one where like uh, Grandma and Larry. Yeah. They, he had all those in-store assets in the basement, leaning against the walls, and I was like,
1: collecting dust. Wow,
3: like what the? And then there was a spot in Delaware that we hit. This lady, and um, she had Sneakerscape or Sportscape, something like that. Julie was her name. On Market Street, one store had gotten flooded. We bought kids Jordans for like $12, $18. The true blue threes, the black, because the boxes were damaged. Mm. We flipped them at Flight Club for like 125 150 Were, were you they guys getting it.
2: sneakers from the brands back then at all? No? Or was I that mean, like behind-the-scenes shit?
3: There was dudes that sent footwear through other people, right? So we'd get a lot of P.E. footwear at the time, right? We had like every player exclusive imagined. Like Nike would come to the store like uh, Jerry Alaka, tinker had been to the store oh, wow. and they would all come and like look
1: and, like, How you how'd you get, get these
3: you know like uh kelly hibbler was one of the dudes back then dave schreiber for, these are people who work for these Nike. these were the nike dudes like i remember meeting the lady that did the um the fireball on the agassiz her name was like annie annie lennox wow. right and mm-hmm. she was like yeah i designed this i was like wow it's crazy like i wore these shits like throughout my life you know yeah. like and I was like, and then that dude Sergio or whatever that did like the ninety fives, he yep. came to the Flight Club and had never seen all his shoes in one place. Sick, you know it was pretty dope. You know, and then we had like a showcase, and we had um, the Floms that I sold for eighty five hundred. Yo, know, so I sold a pair of Floms at Flight Club for eighty five hundred dollars, right? Some dude ordered them online from North Carolina and shit, right? What year is this? So this is like two thousand seven, right? Right for the after love like right fri- right after Flight Club TV, right? Which are worth right?
2: like twenty k plus. Listen. <laughs>
3: So we get an order for (laughs) (laughs) $8,515 for one pair of shoes. And everybody was like, yo, it's sold. And we're like, who bought it? You know, like some random dude. So I call up the dude and I'm like, yo, he's not picking up. We got this other girl, Maribel. She worked at Flight Club till recent, like a couple years back, Filipino girl. She used to bring us food and shit, like Lumpiak and Ponset and shit on the weekends. (laughs) It was great. And um, so she was like, yo, this dude, like he's like very like, you know, and i was like cool let me talk to him i was like yo what's good homie you know like what up he's like yo you just ordered some shoes yo, i need you to fax me or email me a copy of your id and the front and back of the card mm-hmm. he's like well i ain't got no id but state id and i was well, like yeah that's what we need a state mm-hmm. id he's like no nah, i got a state id and i was no, like no, no, no. jail oh. id and he was like yeah i just came home i said like, "Fuck, you doing buying sneakers mm-hmm. i want them shits man i love money i was All like right. what money. <laughs> so he was like All right. i was like yo can you go down to like a pharmacy or mm-hmm. like take a picture of he's like bet and he did it he sent us the picture we sent him the shoes and he sent us a thank you with like again 150 dollars in it and shit. wow and
0: that was the biggest purchase at that time for sure back
3: then yeah yeah i mean people had made purchases that were big, like Fat Joe spent 13,000 one time. What was he buying? He spent, uh, he used to buy every Air Force and Jordans, you know, like he used to buy a lot of that stuff. Uh, He never bought like running shoes, only Air Forces and Jordans, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and he'd be like, yeah, I had these, and he'd be talking all that shit, like everybody that came into flight club was the sneaker god. They had every shoe, every single shoe before, oh, I had these and I had these, I'm like You said
2: you have a story about Fabulous playing dice in the back? Yeah, you guys always we, we,
3: used to play dice. So we used to shut the store down and play dice. Yeah, we had like some some really, like, thousands and thousands of dollars went through our hands, yeah. you know? Like, Demani lost like $6,000 in one night. I lost like four. But we were killing it, yeah. bro. We were like, I would leave the store to go to the Babe store during a drop and get like six sweaters. Wow. Six sweatshirts, right? Anything I wanted, come back to the store, and people would meet me at the store and buy the $350 sweatshirt for $750, Easy $800. Money. And then we'd just fucking lose it all. There was this kid, Juju, that worked at, at um, Flight Club. He became, like, a uh, vice president after a while. He was a very young kid. I took him under the wing. He was, like, hanging out outside Kmart for, like, PlayStation mm-hmm. one night. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, I'm going to that party. You know, I got invited, come with me. And he couldn't go out because he was a little kid. And um, he used to call and be like, yo, um, should I buy these? Should I buy these? You know, like, should I buy these? And then he became, like, vice president of Flight Club. So Juju um, cracked Domainy for, like, $6,000. In and, a dice uh, game. In, in CeeLo. And then, like, we are playing one night and somebody's knocking on Everybody would knock on the door at night. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I just need to get something. I'm like, you should have came before 7 o'clock, bro. These are See customers. Ya. Customers. I used to shut everybody down. I didn't recognize... I never really been into sports, you know? Like yeah. basketball. So basketball players will come and I'd be like, "No." Like Knicks. I'm like, "No, it's just some, you know, some tall black dude at the door, bro. He wants to come in. Who is that?" Rome is like, "Yo, that's Lamar Odom." And I'm like, <laughs> "Wow. Who is he? You know, like yeah. Smush Parker. Yeah. You know like um, Jerome Bettis." Yeah. Right? When uh, they
0: were all in town, I guess,
3: play, yeah, playing, yeah. they Knicks would come or, around. Yeah. You know like and I didn't know, I, to me, there's just some big dude at yeah. the door yeah. <laughs> yeah. trying to come in after we close. And we're already drinking, hanging out, playing dice. And then Fab is knocking at the door. Oh, shit, I know Fab. Yeah, know yeah, Fab, yeah. And Fab's talking his shit. Nigga. You don't play dice. And I rah, lost like 600 bucks in two <laughs> rolls. He's <laughs> like, I'm done with you He's like, I'm <laughs> done with y'all. Um, well, what me? was he copping from you guys back in the day, sneaker-wise? Um... I think Fab has always been into Air Forces at, mm-hmm. back then. I think, you know, like if, if you guys take note, like that whole 2005, six, seven, 8 era was, was very focused on New York footwear, you know, like mm-hmm. Air Force was really big. There was a lot of strong collaborations coming out, like the LeBron Chamber of Fear. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like we had Soul Collector back then that was huge in footwear. Mm-hmm. Nike Talk was like before Instagram, the boards, it was all a bulletin board. It was where people went and checked what was happening. You know, and, and it was a really, I mean, I used to blog for Slam hi- yeah. Hype back then when yep. it was from New it was Zealand. That was my first job. Slam hype Adam, was my first job. Adam, really. and, Adam was, and, yep. and Bruce or Bryce yep. or something like yep. that, the two brothers. Like, I, I used to blog through Flight Club. That's how I got banned from Supreme. Blogging
1: Why? because. We got yeah, banned from Supreme? We can't just let that go by. I got banned from Supreme
3: because my homie was a what messenger. Year? What year? Uh, oh, oh, seven. Well, when did the uh, P Rod Zoom. SB, the first the like elephant o- print, o- o- six, not I the think. black future, the, t- the Tinker one? one, yeah, the first, right, the first cement like that was J- the J Rods, the J Rod that must have been,
2: oh six, I think it was a pink box, right, yeah.
3: So right around that time, Um, I went there to pick up the shoes that Charles had held me down for, and Ryan told me, nah, they ain't here, so I left, and three dudes that were outside the store came <laughs> to Flight Club to consign the shoes. So I called over there and started beefing and shit and randomly James picked up or whatever. Actually. James was Jebby. There. Yeah, and I fucking cursed him, you fucking piece of shit. I had no, idea of of yeah. no idea who was on the other line of the phone. No idea who was on the other line of the phone. And didn't
0: care. He definitely didn't, he didn't care at that you. time. Some random eat, British guy. Eat.
3: Yeah. So then, um, boom, so then the same fucking day, bro, my boy shows up at Flight Club. <laughs> <laughs> he's a messenger. He's like, yo, hold me down on these blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember what shoe it was, but he's like, yo, look. Look what I'm delivering. And he opens his bag, and it was the first Fila Supreme collaboration, the velour suits and shit. I was like, dope, bro. Let me take a picture of this shit. This shit said world famous on the back. Mm -hmm. I took pictures. I blogged the shit out of it in like three (laughs) seconds. I was like, wait online for this shit. Broke the embargo. Yeah, It was a wrap right there. (laughs) I got calls from every (laughs) skater that I knew in New York. Everybody that was into sneakers. Yo, where you got that? Who gave you that? I was like, I don't have it. What are you talking about? I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. You know, and James, he's like, yeah, fuck, it's banned, and I was not allowed in the store anymore. I went in the store one day when like BB was there. And uh, this dude Marty was like, "Hey, are you Chris Vidal?" I was like, "Oh yeah, what's up, bro?" He's like, "Yo, I gotta Get ask you to leave." The fuck out! He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I don't know you." Most wanted. They list. just told me you gotta leave. So a picture of your other... picture of your face behind the. No, nah, it was just like some funny weird. I mean, like you know, I go way back. Gio, Jeff, Keith, I skated yeah. with all these dudes back mm-hmm. in the days. You know, so all the
1: original Supreme guys.
3: Like, all, like Alex, everybody, anybody you can imagine. Chris Vidal, like, oh yeah, my you... name. That taxi driver T-shirt. My name is on the front of the T-shirt. Tra- i got two on tra- tags on the,
1: travis, on the travis bickle joint On on the
3: yeah, yeah. The, the the photo of yeah. every, but it's called the taxi driver too yeah, the one yeah. that's in the frame mm-hmm. um, the fur under the collar next to Keith's name is chris vidal and then on the side i wrote let me get a dollar because i used to ask for a dollar all the time <laughs> whenever we was skating i was like yo let me get a dollar
2: you, you were saying nope. that kanye used to shop at flight club back in the day
3: yeah you guys want to hear this kanye shit right? y- yeah, that's, that's, so yeah this con- is complex kanye, we need the kanye story kanye kanye um kanye's a special person we all know that right um he saw a vision for himself way before anyone else did, and he fulfilled that vision. Now, mm-hmm, now I don't really know what's happening. Like, there's like this Jesus or Jesus, and then there's like Food God, you know. So there's like a there's like a, a battle of the gods in that Kardashian house or something. Food right? God, yeah, right. So like Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Jonathan renamed G- himself. I don't know He's about like, that. Yeah, food, he Jonathan
0: renamed
2: Cheven. himself,
3: bro. To Food God, yeah. yeah. So
2: food Rap has beef with Food God. No, 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 no. no they're no, all no.
3: part of the God. Family. I know, I know, you know but. You got,
2: but yeah, but you're saying that like so no
3: like easy uh, Kanye Don C like that them dudes used to come to Flight Club and buy kicks bro they used to buy Jordan threes buy Mad Mad shoes what year is this um 2005 six this is Green Street time yeah. before Nassau Street right mm-hmm. so Green Street was 05 to um 07 we closed the store on September 10th 2007 and then on September 11th 2007 like like jerk-offs we rented a u-haul truck and filled up the truck with sneakers and drove down broadway to nassau street we got stopped like every five blocks
1: Mm. because it was september
3: 11th and a haul truck Mm. right they'd open up the back darwin chow ricky carlos were in the back of the truck holding up the sneakers so they wouldn't fall right because we had moved like Mm -hmm. six it's almost seven thousand pairs of shoes we didn't lose one pair of kicks man Like, we filled that up like three, four times and drove up and down Broadway from 254 Green Street to 120 or 80, 120 Nassau Street to open up Flight Club downtown. And then when we opened that up, that was just like crazy because it was, it was a dead man's area at the time. But Domain was like, yo, this is going to build up. He had these like um, dudes from Crane's business that got him gassed. This was the spot. This is where you need to be. This is the up and coming. But it didn't up and come in 07, 08. There was that big drop again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. and... and. But, like, know.
0: interactions with Kanye. Yeah. Could you have seen that he would be half, a, jo- half a Jordan? Kanye West to come in
3: the store and buy mad shoes. One day he comes in the store and he makes me grab, like, seven, eight pairs of shoes. And I go downstairs and I'm... I'm like opening the shoes, making sure that everyone's super crispy because he mm-hmm. was mad picky. He's <laughs> like, "Nah, the stitching is off on this one or no, nah, no. Nah, wh- where's the hang tag?" Like he was super like into it, you mm-hmm. know? Like and and it was weird because you know he was like the Louis Vuitton Don at the time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So he'd really come in looking like that, yeah. you know? Like backpack and and Don Crawley was like his like uh road manager yeah. or his 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 dude, you know? Right. Like he was this was before Don was like a Don C, Just Don, the designer. Like, right. this was, you know, like, he didn't Regular evolve dude. into that to guy Chicago until... Kids,
0: yeah.
3: Well, it's all the Chicago kids, really, now, right? Yeah. All, all the kids from Chicago yeah. became... Because th- that's what it's all about, this market now. But, like, Kanye used to come in, and... Yeah, and then one day, he was just like, yeah, get me this, this, and this. And I, and I come up, and I'm fucking sweating, bro. Like, <laughs> it's hot in the basement downstairs. We had no AC downstairs, you know? Like, and I'm like, yo and i come up those stairs and he put his hand in my face bro like told me to wait cuz he was on the phone and i fucking lost it like <laughs> like i came up high blood i was like fuck this i dropped all the shoes <laughs> i walked out the store and shit rome came behind me domani was picking up the shoes and yo i'm uh, sorry i don't know what the fuck happened i was like yo i'm at this fucking guys a dick bro i fucking catered to him bro i was like fuck this dude and his music and i fucking like <laughs> lost it <laughs> <laughs> I became a kanye hater in that day and like
1: was kanye pissed did you ever hear any feedback from
3: no i came back from going to the store and he was gone he bought all the (laughs) shoes and left he didn't give a shit about me i was just another guy that got mad at kanye like i was irrelevant like you know like
0: you don't seem to be the type that i wouldn't say starstruck but was there anyone who came in that you were like all right this is a pretty cool moment back in those days ice cube Okay,
3: Ice Cube came in with his kids, and I was scared for a moment. <laughs> I was like, I thought he had a gun on him or some <laughs> shit. The way he walked in the store and looked around at everybody, and then he has, like, I was like, oh, shit, that's Cube. You know, like, yeah. like yo, I met David Beckham in A-Life,
1: right? Yeah. When I met
3: Ice Cube, I was like, oh, shit, that, that's Ice That's fuck the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's straight out of Compton, you know, like, that's fucking... You
1: some Ice Cube air force. I for was like,
3: place. yo, I was like, I told him, I said, yo, I'm fucking like, shook right now to meet you and shit, bro. He's like, yo, chill, what's your name, homie? That was awesome. Like, I was like, Chris, bro. He's like, yo, he gave me his number. Like, like I probably still have it in my phone to this nice. day. Like, and fucking, he's probably the only one I was, like, sick. You know, like, that's fucking crazed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. because I think that his involvement in history, you know, was just, like, so part of my, like, upbringing. That I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, David Beckham is sick, but... Yeah. I fucking played soccer in Brooklyn, bro. <laughs> I didn't give a right. fuck about that shit. Like, I, the only thing I knew about was the arguing right. between soccer and football. Right. Well, this is football. You should no, have this asked James Jebbia. Yeah. You know, like, you. nah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Chris, it's not
2: the moment that I think I recognize you. Not growing up in the New York area was like the first viral sneaker moment where you were actually on the Tyra Banks show. Yeah, that show and, was and, crazy, And she like made you out to be like a sneaker drug addict, and you yeah. couldn't heard. I she mean, took away your PlayStation Air Force Ones for a week with your wife or girlfriend at the time. You yeah. were
1: spending 12000 a year on sneakers at that point, I think you said.
3: Well, I was like, no, I spent that much in three months or yeah. something <laughs> like that, you know. I mean, um, that was the time of the Air Force One. And yeah. I'll tell you, I, I was the plug because the dude at Nike... Work that works for PlayStation. Was like, yo. I was like, yo. I'll get you two G's for each of these. He's like, whatever. You get me past that, you could keep. So I was get like seven <laughs> pairs and sell it. I remember. Well, you
2: were reselling sneakers for people at Nike.
3: I ain't saying that. I did not say that. Yeah. I said I was helping
1: a dude be- out. Feds might be listening. Yeah, I was helping a
3: dude out. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's how it was. I mean, retail was all about relationships back in the day, right? You had relationships with certain shops, certain people, and they trusted you. They believed in you. They knew you wasn't gonna go out saying anything right mm-hmm. you know you wasn't going to be like yo i got these from michael jordan
1: yeah you know yeah. like he yeah. sent
3: me this prototype that you know is you know like
1: was there a lot of stock that that went directly from retailers to flight club back in the day
3: from retailers yes it was it's still today bro still today there's like i mean people people know that if they get 18 pairs of yeezys and they sell five through a raffle It looks like they sold 18 pairs and then they could put 10 pairs in Flight Club for X amount of dollars or to stadium goods or sell them to round two for instant cash Mm -hmm. and then make the rent because you don't get that drop every time now. And you don't have control over it like like retail was before where you got a shop, you were at A-Life and you got some Reebok pumps, A-Life brand, and you were the only one and somebody in London wanted them, but they got all the JD Sport exclusives, you know? And you were like, yo, I, I need those. I'll trade you footwear, or I'll sell you this, you sell me that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the stores and retailers did that. And now to this day, why wouldn't you?
1: Some of the brands even do. I know I know. Adidas has put- Adidas, Adidas, has, Adidas, uh, Adidas in... was the
3: first account that Flight Club opened, right? And New Era, and I spazzed, right? Because I was like, yo, we, we've been talking about how we're standalone, we're consignment, we don't need no brands and then Demaine went and did a deal with Adidas to sell like inline shoes. And I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, the logistics behind the deal were a lot bigger because at that time Adidas wasn't the brand that it was and it needed play. You know, it needed to be in that top shelf store. It was more like, you know, not at eye level. Mm-hmm. Nobody was looking for those shoes at at, you know, like nike and and jordan brand dominated the market but you yeah. said you said that to bring it back you said that tyra
2: sorry banks, we're on a giant tangent yeah. right now tyra tyra banks made you look crazy like on television like you so were my, so, yeah. so my
3: girl melody i'm still with today was watching the tyra Banks show mm-hmm. like every other chick back then or whatever and they were like yeah um if your boyfriend or your husband has an addiction that you don't understand <laughs> please call like 1-800 <laughs> tyra is gonna ruin your life or something like that right so so I'm in Flight Club in the basement. I get a random phone call. And I'm like, oh, it's like, hi, this is Blase Blah from the Tire Bank." And I'm yeah. like, this is who from what? I was like, this is telemarketing and shit. Don't call me no more. She's like, no, no, Melody told us to call. And I'm like, what? Mm. So I'm like, yo, can you tell me more about, like, your addiction to sneakers? And I was like, what? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Who is this? So then I was like, yo, let me go take the call. And they're like, yeah, we're going to send somebody. And, like, a producer shows up. And... He's like, yo, I want to talk to you about this. And he introduced, you know, I mean, I, I, back then, you know, like, I mean, look, we're sitting in a room right now. We have a whole production team. It's 2019, about to be 2020. And back then, this was so new about sneakers. Everybody was calling them fucking tennis shoes. Mm. Yeah. Nobody respected sneakers. It's, it's like, true. Oh, you spent $300 on sneakers? They You're a you. jerk. Yep. W- but with crazy. a D-I-C-K. That's yeah. how they said it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, what, what are we, 15? Yeah. Spending all that money? who Who's money? And I'm like. Chill, yo. Yeah. We sold that $300 pair for like 1500 What's wrong with you? You know? Like, yeah. chill out. And like, you know, like, I never called them, you know, like, tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. We didn't play tennis in Brooklyn. Right. You know? Like, some people played soccer, but nobody really fucking played tennis unless you went to Poly Prep mm. or one of those schools, you know? Like the Berkeley Carroll School. So, and she's like, yeah, and the producer's like, boom, and then next thing you know, we're fucking in California at the Hollywood some shit on Sunset Boulevard waiting to go on the Tyra Banks show to talk about seven days of, like, not being with shoes. And, and, like, you guys may have not seen the whole episode. Like, there was one dude that was addicted to internet porn. You know, like, his name was Tracy, and his girl was Stacy. And then, like, Nicole Richie was, like, in the other room, and she was, like, talking about being addicted to some other shit, like makeup and like Mm. shopping and then like am was the homie at the time may rest you know like i called him up i was like yo nicole richie's here bro i was like yo what should i do can i say he's like nah leave her alone she's probably (laughs) mad nervous you know like and and am and me had a really cool relationship because yo he was a real sneakerhead yeah you know he was like yo what yeah you know and he was like yo what are you doing i was like yo i'm on the fucking type bank show they're about to talk to me he's like yo come by undefeated later and i'll meet you there you know and that's how i was gifted like the 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 Entourage, Air Force One, back then, you know, people called the Fukijama, the yep. blue and white pair. You know, I was gifted, like, the inside out, um, undefeated Air Force Ones back then. Like You had the said,
2: undefeated fours, too?
3: I had the undefeated Jordan Fours back when, like, they weren't a billion dollars. I skated in them shits at wow. sneaker pimps, and, like, I got booed off stage when, like, I was, th- whatever. You know, like, that was, like, 2008, 2009. While I was taking photos, you know, I've always taken photos, event photos, and I've always... Like a idiot giving everybody the photos for free. I never charged anybody and was always like, yo, you want the pictures? What's your email? Like yeah. you know, I wasn't into that. That wasn't what I did. I-
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
3: The tire bank show I'm like fucking yo I have to give up shoes and I'm like I work at flight club yeah. So then we go there and we interview and you had the PlayStation Air Force so One's like, Listen. on Listen so then like I had two pairs of Playstations right I had number 149 and I had number 63 right So I was like bet I bought number 149 the morning I was going on the show for 1350 from somebody Because they had a size 10 and the pair I had was a 10 and a half and I didn't want to crease them shits Right <laughs> Right? You remember this, You're right? sitting
1: there with your, right? with your feet right? kind of to the me, side. You see me, like, holding the shoes because yeah. I don't want to crease the ground. them, you know.
3: Right? So then so, she's talking about it. I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah. We'll I'm like, how much are the ones? I'm like, how much are they worth? Or how much did I, I pay, pay for, for them? them? yeah. Because there's a difference in that because, like, yo, you got those for retail. You know them shits the 2Gs or, well, you know them... Mm-hmm nah i paid up they're just leather and rubber relax so that's how you shit on people when you got mm-hmm. kicks for cheap or for free right don't do that no more because that's just mean right it's like <laughs> oh that guy's a mean guy you know like so i'm like i have to give up shoes and like you know melody has like this little camera and she has to like candidly film me like and she got me on ebay and i'm like and that's like what we were doing we were buying shoes 24 7 to flip at flight club right yeah. i would go on ebay and find the dudes with the biggest um feedback right mm-hmm. biggest inventory there was like a foot soldier this kid Jeremy there was an ID for shoes there was like oh pick I see your, ID for shoes yeah, was still like in pick, the game. pick your shoes remember that yeah, it was shoes. like the shoe game all these dudes I reached out to and was like yo you dudes can make money here we'll ship those shits we'll do everything and you get paid if you need me to cash a flight club if you need me to cash the check I'll go and I would cash checks for people and go deposit it right into their bank account that's how it happened with a lot of employees from certain brands too but i will leave that for another episode um you know what i'm saying because they needed their shoes highlighted at that time right Yo, yeah, i was on abc world news talking about footwear but going back to tyra real quick um i hate talking about it you know because it was like a blessing and a curse at the same time you know like because imagine like everybody's like oh i saw you on the yeah Damn, man, chill, yeah. yo. Well, now yeah. you're validated, though. You and, were ahead and, of the curve. And, and, um, and the, the one time I was scared of being on the tire bank show, I was standing outside um, flight club smoking a cigarette. I used to smoke Marlboros, right? And uh, White Bentley pulls up. Just gets says, yo, I need to talk to you, homie. And I'm like, holy shit, who is this dude? This fucking huge brolic. He's like, yo, man, my wife is tight at me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, are you sure I'm, my, my name is chris bro he's like yo i'm Shaw money g unit oh. records and i'm like what he's like yo i collect sneakers just like you bro Shaw Money, and i was up. like holy shit bro you yeah. just gave me a heart attack man yeah. what the fuck and they gave me a pound hug he's like h- invited us all to the lloyd bank shit or whatever it was like
1: they gave you a chain no <laughs> no spinning chain.
3: g unit tank top i had my own chain <laughs> b look i've got my own shit I've had my <laughs> no chains since like 2,000, man. I got go. 13 carats in there, four carats in the chain. Chris, no, were, like,
1: were, were any famous people selling shoes at Flight Club back in the day or were they all buying shoes? You know what I mean? Was anybody um, unloading their collection?
3: Um, I, I have a uh, a list of about 14,000 people because I kind of like started the give me your phone number and give me your email thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because Eric that wrote the script for Flight Club in FileMaker through, okay. through Mac was like, yo, get people's info, that way we can email them stuff. And I used to be like, yo, it's 2005, you don't have an email, bro, go on Yahoo and make, you want to make one right now. And we used to make emails and, and do some just like crazy shit. So I- imagine like I have at least 14,000 people from just Flight Club from 2005 to 2008's names and email addresses, I have people's old phone numbers. Yeah. I see people i'm like oh shit i remember you what's your name and i'll scroll through my phone and be like is that you they be like yo bro i had that when i was 15 in facebook or um mi gente or black planet or or, or whatever those shits were because
2: we heard like stories of people like action bronzo would say like once in a while they'd come and drop sneakers off action like...
3: was the homie action's still the homie he he was friends with mayhem loren he's still yeah. friends with mayhem loren um he used to do action in the kitchen at his dad's restaurant in queens they used to work. You remember Action in the Kitchen? Was I do. A YouTube guy. Bro. I do. Used to cook. Action, on in, YouTube, the action right? in the Kitchen. Action in the Kitchen.
0: It came up in a meeting two weeks ago because Action in the Kitchen had an episode about leftovers for Thanksgiving. That oh yeah, they He, was, would, yeah. he made you know, a Thanksgiving he, turkey sandwich, and I was like, I don't fuck with turkey. But Action Bronson in an old video made the turkey leftovers look that. amazing. Action in the you Kitchen. No
3: action. He, he had an episode where he chopped some onions that everybody yeah. talks about. That he yeah. did it faster than anybody's ever seen. But yeah, bro. He used to. I mean. He's a size twelve. I used to bring him kicks, you know, like I used to bring mad people kicks. I went to Jay Z's office. I went to Jay Z's office and Sneaker Joe. You guys know Sneaker Pimp? Sneaker Joe? He's the original sneakerpimp.com. Okay. He was the original plug for all the artists back in the days. Hands down, he was the dude that was sitting on the couch. When I went to Jay Z's office with this girl, Rebecca Petrie. She's a stylist. She's like Quest Love style. She's like, yo, Jay Z wants to um wants to see some footwear. What'd you bring? I brought the PlayStation. I tried to get him for three G's. And he was like, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> he was like, you stupid. And some dude named Kai, his homie, was like, for sneakers you're gonna throw off stage. And I was like, When have you ever thrown sneakers yeah. off stage? Did you walk off stage barefoot that I don't remember? I, I don't remember. The I've dude Kai was tight, like they were talking shit, and Joe was like, chill, 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 food, chill, Chris, chill. And um, he ended up taking like uh White on White Air Forces. I think he took like Raptors. That was like Nas's favorite shoe. Nas always used to come in and get Raptors. Classics. Um, I have photos of him buying kicks and with Demany. Demany was mad weird about taking a picture with Nas. I was like, bro, you're from Long Island. Like, <laughs> that's like you're a guy. You know, like what, what the fuck? You know, like. Um, travis mccoy from gym class heroes we we're just talking about him he um yeah. yo he him him he like he was like the time, dude back in there bro era. first time he came to the store i had no idea it was i did not listen to yeah. cupid or yeah. none of that shit. yeah me and him became super cool he took my little sister to fucking vh1 unplug that like it was filmed at 106 in park he fucking used to invite us to like all his shows, We went to. he had a bar called Angels and Kings in the Lower East Side, like that dude to this day, he just sent me a text recently, he's like, yo, what am I supposed to do with all these size 13 and 12 shoes that I got? I feel like wow. I, I wear a 14 now. I'm like, yo, send me a list. <laughs> I'll help you move them. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask about that. You're still so passionate about it.
0: Do you ever get the itch to really go full in? You know, I talked to PJ Tucker and he's like, I hit up people in Russia and it's reminding me of how you were working contacts back in the day. Do you ever get the itch of like I want to show these kids how to do it?
3: I mean, I I go to some of the. the, I went to the MoMA when the uh, Air Force one, the the black one. No, the black, the black black one released, right? right. And you were supposed to go to like some place and get a ticket Mm -hmm. and do some other shit, and then come back here. And I was like, I was there, and there was like seventy people online already. I was like, I can't go there. Yeah. And I started looking at the kids online, and they're all kids that went to Flight Club back yeah. in the days. They're like all the top reseller dudes now, like Upscale Crack, Lou the Don, Cartel Kicks, RV, all the kids you see in like the Complex Con videos, mm-hmm. like Soul, whatever that thing was in Miami, Soul Fly right. for that Jordan 1. And, and like uh, they made like those weird like fight videos with like uh, Tekken on, on Instagram, like... I'm like, yo. And they're like, yo, g, And I'm like, damn, yeah, I'm just like the old guy now. Nobody calls me Chris anymore. <laughs> I'm like, What's up with that, bro? And they're like, yo, what happened? And they it's like, like, yo, you got to go downtown to get a wristband. And I'm like, yo. So I go to walk away, and they're like, yo, Chris. And I turn around, and he's like, yo. He's like, do you know that one day I was there with my moms, and he just told me some crazy story about, like, how I, I held him down. I looked out for him, and he's like, yo, here, and he gave me a fucking wow, wristband. Wow, I love that. When you got and, the shoes? And I was, like, number five I online. That. I love that. Right? And I was just like, and, and the dudes there were like, yo, you got to go to the back and see if you can get to the front. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, I'm 40-something years old, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what's happening right now? He's like, yo, just do it, bro. And, you know, some of those dudes, you don't know them. Yeah. You know, you've ne- never seen these security guards at the MoMA. You know, they're like bouncers at the club. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you're not coming in unless you're getting table service, buddy. Yeah, You know, exactly. so I bought the shoes and shit. And I only got a size 13 that day. And then I... Um, Resold them. I mean, I held them for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but do you, do you...
0: Would you ever go full in? Or you just don't have It's time? hard, man. You just I don't got, have time, I got, right? I got yeah.
3: soon-to-be four-year-old boy and girl twins, right, you right. know... Um, I'm blessed to that um, I, I get really aggravated at the bullshit too because oh yeah I can't I have to raffle them you're a fucking liar right okay I know how this works right. I was on that side right of there for a long time okay and I understand how this works you know backdooring. last time I worked in a sneaker was at a life again in 2015 right before my kids were born you mm-hmm. know and like then they got into bed with Packer or whatever you know they, they formed the union. And then you know, not every marriage lasts the test of time, right? Yeah. So now they're in doing it with you know, and a life is like, a life is probably one of the most influential brands in in New York street culture. Absolutely, because it represents street culture, not just footwear. You know, graffiti art. Yep. You know, bombing, Kunle being arrested of inside course. the store. Mm-hmm. It's you know, concerts like in the
1: back. Concerts. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I we did some of the through.
3: great. We did Drake like mm-hmm. that video yep. online. It's yep. like my video. Like I filmed that with. With Cliff Cristofaro, and and we got paid nothing for that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, um,
1: and then Tommy works
3: for Tommy. D- Tommy, Tommy was the reason that Drake Tommy, was in the Tommy, back Tommy worked of at the complex store. too. Tommy worked at, uh, yeah. at complex. Tommy worked at the Tommy Polo Compos Mansion. Worked at yep. Yeah. Tommy Campos worked at DC Shoes at the Polo Mansion. Yep. You know, like Tommy. Tommy get, used to get his. You know, he's still get, getting his. You know, like, but like Supreme. You know, a strong brand in skate culture that took the dive. Into streetwear mm-hmm. culture, you were telling you know? me that
2: about Supra too, because you yeah, worked, the at, Super, uh, worked well. at Supra as well. You're saying that Wayne kind of like Lil Wayne I think sent that the...
3: Little Wayne it, it diluted that brand in a way where people walked away from it, like they skated away from Supra because you know it's like, yo, he wasn't. He was like Justin Bieber on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. When were you, you know? at
1: Supra? Sorry, just uh, so. 2012
3: to 2014. I remember
0: yeah. seeing you at the Supra store. I and yeah, I haven't seen. I, I didn't see you in a while. Store, and yep.
3: then we opened up the Santa Monica store and uh Paris was then open i didn't go to paris but i used to have like these morning calls with all stores and have to like learn little bits of french to understand what these people were saying at times you know like i could count in french
1: and shit like that you know it's cool super had a real you know. moment well uh,
3: supra did really good we used to uh, mimic the um so so supra was successful in a way because um matt fontana became president of global brands mm-hmm. matt fontana worked at complex yes. here matt fontana was a manager at a life until 2008 um during like when a life had canada open and her, and uh japan was open uh, matt was a uh, very important or in- what is that word integral part of mm-hmm. streetwear culture yeah. you know like um he, he was around for and uh he, he became president of global brands at supra and he did that deal with little wayne for the specter which was supposed to
1: be a different component
3: of the brand this but is
1: the chimera shoe, right the
3: chimera and then became like you know a strong focus for the brand so you know like it, it was we had little wayne's face in the store yeah. man big people yeah. would walk in and um little wayne's face they'd see little wayne you know like but then we mimicked um something that we used to do at a life which was like sessions a Life sessions. so we did saturday sessions at supra and we had different djs every week mm-hmm. right so we gave a lot of opportunities to a lot of dope djs and and i think um my most i mean we had dj premiere there which was really epic you know like um but we had scott storch and, um, Matt. Smoked you cigarettes in, in the, uh, store? Listen, with the keyboard? Getting a haircut? Uh, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not Scott. Storage. Scott, um, Scott Free, I think it was. Scott okay. Free. And Mateo, who, from when Biggie was like, Peace, Peace to Mateo, Mateo, now yeah. he smoke weed. Like, they dj the store. And I was like, yo, this is fucking epic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is, like, something that people have no idea, you know? And then... And then, you know, like we had party supplies, he was killing it, Justin's fucking awesome, he mm-hmm. was DJing for probably like Jay-Z at the time, and we probably had like uh, the Little People or something like that, uh, the the Something People, a bunch of kids that were from New York that were like really hot at the time, and we did a lot, and we did the HNIC3 album for, mm-hmm. for um, Prodigy. Rest in Peace. May he rest in peace, which was, he was super cool, he was like one of the coolest artists. Did he he ever come into Flight Club? um, He came into Flight Club. He came into A-Life. He came into Supra. Um, I never seen him in Packers. I saw Fab, Fat Joe, when I worked at Packers. I worked at Packers briefly in, like, 2010 to 2011 Mm -hmm. um, before I made Mike's Twitter account. Wow. You know, like, it was my email. I didn't
1: even know Mike had a Twitter account.
3: He barely was into it. I made the Facebook account. Like, Ryan worked there. Like, Al was a really... Sick time, you know? What do you think um, about
2: these reselling kids nowadays, though? Like, you see, like, the photos on, you know, the internet. There was, like, a photo the other day with these kids literally built a wall. that kid in front of
3: all the Jordan 11s, right? Or, they had,
2: like, or there was a kid who built a wall of yeezy. These
3: kids just remind me of Air Randy. You guys oh, may not remember I Air Randy. Air right? Randy had all the photos before, but they weren't legit, right? Brain some market? were, some weren't. Some okay. were, some weren't, supposedly. They, Air they Randy used, used to send mad shoes to Flight Club, bro. Wow. Mar- Air uh, Randy was Mar- my Mar- guy. Mar- Mar- Marquis Souls. Marquis yes. Soles was remember his that. site. Later, it was all he on black. Later, remember the images site? were all on yeah. water? Everybody had a resale site. Yu Ming had a resale site. Everybody had a site. Bridge footwear. There was there was Flight Club, there was mm-hmm. Pick Your Shoes, there was ID for shoes, there was all those yeah. different sites. There was Rift, there was Yeah. LA Avenue from Japan. There was there was all those sites. The, the most exclusive one was Yahoo auctions because they would never ship to to the US. You, mm. know, you had to like buy a mail buy, you had to do some crazy shit to try to get shoes. But I mean nowadays it's very different. The culture is very bullied. Like back then, people would try to skip the line and you wouldn't let them you know mm-hmm. like when the when the soul collector um what the what remember the uh, the, the dunks
2: the cowboy the joints the cowboy
3: dunks released that in uh nike town mm-hmm. right that line was retarded but it was calm yeah. it was cool mm. you know like i emceed that with Bobito and um Ed Lover. Ed Lover was huge into footwear back. Mm -hmm. He was a staple in footwear. The TV raps boomers. There was nice kicks on like Elizabeth Street. There was so many different shops, you know, that were so important in like building this. But nowadays it's like people approach you coming out the store like, yo, I'll give you this much for this. I'll give you this much for this. That's That's what it is now. So now there's a group of cats that hang out outside round two Mm -hmm. and they'll wait for Yo, what you got? You know, and they'll try to buy it before round two does. You know, and 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 they'll right. follow you in the store to intimidate you. Yeah, some cats, you know.
2: And, and Sean Weatherspoon blocked you on social media, right? Oh
3: man, me, me, <laughs> what? Where well, did that me, come me from? Paul, me and Paul give a and have fun on, on on Instagram. PG knows. Oh, that's Big his boy. Yeah. he's a he's an old Air Force one head. He's been buying shoes forever, Paul. selling shoes. Yeah, he he was around in the early Flight Club days, and and has still been around. And he made a post about these um. Air Force One SC's, the black with the gray check. 1998. I was like, them shits was the best. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Great time for Air Forces. City Pack was right after that. Yeah. All those different purple and whites and like even one of those shoes, one sneaker of the year one time. The purple and white and the stash and yep. when there was like those those you know the one night onlys. Yep. And I was he said he said oh yeah I used to love the buttery suede. On those shoes. And Sean like, said this. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, man, get the fuck out of here, man. You a hype beast late to the, you a hype beast general late to the party. You never rocked those in 1998 because I know that he's only, like, 30, you know, he's, yeah. he's younger mm-hmm. than us, you know? So, like, for me, it was like, oh, all right, cool. Like, say it the right way. Don't say, like, because cats weren't rocking air forces like that outside of New York and certain places, you know? Like, it's In really, the late 90s. Come on, man. You're, you're lying. It's a lie. It's cool you posted, like, oh, yeah, cool. I like that shoe. Great. You probably resold it in round two and thought it was a dope shoe to hold in your hand. Some jewels. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie. I probably didn't wear the mini swoosh jewels. I yeah. didn't like those. Right. You know, like, but don't come on and, like, suddenly, so like, he blocked me. And then, like, a, a post came later. It's like, oh, I hate all these old dudes <laughs> talking all that shit. Why don't you just let people live or go live your own? Or, or I'm very successful. And I'm like, oh, man. That was weak sauce. <laughs> you know, I, like, I wanted him to mention something so that I could have, like, real beef with him. But
1: you the wanted f- the beef?
3: I mean, why not? It, it, makes, it makes it for fun online, But bro. do you ever
1: worry about... Everybody's
3: kissing everybody's ass online now. Everybody's like, oh, my God, he's the greatest designer in the world. It's like, bro... All those Louis Vuitton sneakers are fakes to us back in the days because they used to make fake customs. Mm-hmm. Those Christian Dior Jordan ones definitely look fake, like fake Dior's.
1: The print on the sneakers. Uh,
3: you know, like back in uh, nobody even says Christian Dior, right? Like the Dior Jordan <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1, right?
1: Like those do you ever look- worry? Do you ever worry though about like gatekeeping or? or, or- kind of setting up requirements for people to be into it. Like you had to be this old or we, you had we to lost, be around. We lost
3: control of the narrative a long time ago. You know, like money took over, hype took over. There's no like, l- even the guys that were there, me, Clark, Bobito, yeah. um, all the people that used to be prevalent and talk about mayor, yeah. all these people that used to talk about footwear, don't control the narrative or speak about it in a way. They just talk about a particular collaboration with their man and how dope it is or how this. That's like how you see that whole Chicago click grew because... They saw something and they pushed each other. So each other put each other on each other's platform to grow and get bigger. Mm-hmm. not saying that some of those guys aren't great designers, but I heard last episode you guys talking shit about the cactus plant flea market, VaporMax, yeah, and like, two. yo, I don't know about smiley faces on, mm-hmm. on this and that. And it's like, yeah, I know what you mean, mm-hmm. you know, like, because even Bieber's got a company called Drew yeah. with a big smiley Drew face House. on it, right? And then, like, so you're just like, wow, where, where has design come to? Like, where has this merch drop come to now? Because now you know they smartened up. Everybody's smartened up, and it's made to order. They're not printing 500 shirts and hoping to sell out of them. Now you're waiting four to six weeks, you know, for for product that other people are wearing. You know, yeah. we'll like,
2: l- do you think we'll ever get the feeling back of like that two thousand six era? Oh of sneakers? I mean look
3: at the the cost of footwear is stupid high now too. Like and then like the collaborations don't they don't make sense anymore. You know like so, some of them collaborations used to be based on merits they used to, it used to be a celebration of two brands coming together like like some sick shit, you know right. like like when clot first did nike and and those you were like wow edison chen who is this dude when Sabotage the first the, the first customizer to have his own, his SB own dunk. Dunk. that was crazy SBT, i have those shits in my house yeah my girl's size i used to buy her everything i got mad shoes in my girl's size you know like seven seven and a half that I never sold but may get sold someday soon yeah. you know like um vibe air force ones you know like all kinds of like random stuff that that i i remember i got the vibe air force ones from from will perkins i okay. gave him the de la soul dunks and he gave me the vibe but he was the guy at vibe that was giving away yeah. shoes and then he worked at nike and then he worked at nike mm-hmm.
2: so you still resell sinkers or no you're like still in the reselling game at all um, like do you, do you consider yourself still a
3: reseller uh no nah, i mean i i I focus more on art, man. I have a, a really retarded art collection. Like, I own over 500 pieces of art. I own like 11 Banksys, like 12 Invaders, like 190 Shepherd Fairey pieces. Like, that's how I got involved with Beyond the Streets. And mm-hmm. then I worked for A Life for the Henry Chalfont exhibit at the Bronx Museum, doing his 10 year retrospective for merch, you know, do, curating the merch with Rob. Like, you know, like, it's hard with footwear now because you can't go somewhere and get 20 pairs, yeah. 10 pairs to make it. You get one pair. And then you make a couple, you know, and it's like, damn, I had to beg this dude. It's kind of like foul because the dudes that are in charge now are your friends for mad years. But you know that they've got mad friends, too, mm-hmm. and people that they want to hook up. Mm-hmm. I didn't get none of those Travis Scott Air Force Ones. I didn't get, like, those, those um, uh, Virgil Off-White shoes, like, mm-hmm. from, from stores because they had people that were regular customers that they needed to hook up. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I could get 10 pairs of... Off white Jordan ones. Some dude.
1: of these fourteen-year-olds have thirty pairs of off white Jordan ones. There's some kid Jordan I don't know ones,
3: him, but Benjamin kicks. Yeah, know him? yeah, yeah, that kid be killing it. Like yeah. even, even like, there was that little Saudi kid back in the was days. An Emirati, right? Emirati, kicks. Emirati kid, Emera- money kicks. His money best friends with Fat Joe. Right? Yeah, yeah. He like the, the those kids like you know, but there was also people that had mad dough. Like Richard Schulman, he used to come to Flight Club in his brand new one of seven um, Porsches you know and Mm -hmm. ask and and buy shoes and resell shoes too. you know like Michael Siegel was another dude that was very important like buying shoes and reselling shoes he helped fund a couple of shops at a time you know like there's a lot of people that that were involved behind the scenes in these stores that gave stores money to keep going at the time so that they became resellers because they saw the market is there ever going to be that market again? The brand controls it. Yeah. They've, they, they've become the direct-to-consumer. They've removed the relationships from retail. You know, the raffles. You don't got to be, you don't have store, who the fuck needs store management? All you need to fucking have been worked at was a carnival so you can hand out raffle tickets to motherfuckers <laughs> that come to your store. Hey, sign this, put your phone number there, and see you later, jerk off. You know, like, that's it, because they already have their people that they're going to pick. You know, and they'll pick maybe three or four people that nobody knows mm-hmm. randomly and hook them up. That's how it goes at every store. You know? But it's not a bad thing because you have to keep your customers happy too. Yeah. How do you keep your customers happy and how do you keep that money going when keep you're going. not mm-hmm. when you're not like selling stuff because the market is down or or something else, or because you don't have that hot collabo, that hot new stuff, you know? But um Will there ever be a market like that? No, because People don't have the money. Like, re- Retailers are not wholesaling shoes to people. They're selling them for box price. Back then, you could get stuff. You could ask a reta- a reseller, yo, can you order me 30 pairs of these? I'll pay you 30% over wholesale. Or I'll give you 20% over wholesale. You know, and it doesn't happen anymore. Totally.
0: I think perfect time to wrap up. I feel like we got... We could have s- gone for, oh, yeah, Man, this could have been while. three hours. We got so much history. And the thing that I love about talking to someone like you is... I'm not bound by anything. I say I whatever I want. <laughs> but also, I got homies but also, in the game.
3: Mike La Palooza, he tells yeah. me, yo, stop talking, stop no. talking. You but know? also
0: the passion that you display for this, I think invigorates all of us again. We do this on a daily basis. And, and to hear your old stories and how passionate you still are about the space, it's been like an honor for us to talk to you. And And hopefully, and I think definitely, educate a lot of kids who are going to listen
2: to yeah, this. Yeah, cuz I think that, you know, now that we we're in places where we can kind of, you know, dictate the narrative or whatever, where it's nice to get people to have these conversations because if we don't put these conversations down then they kind of just get erased from, you know, history and their sketchy blog posts from back in the day that don't exist anymore, mm-hmm. you know.
3: You know, F- Flight Club l- laid out the groundwork for all these kids that became resellers mm-hmm. and and because their parents used to bring them into the store and wonder why they were coming here so much What's
1: going on here what you is know, this? like what mm-hmm.
3: what's going on and 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 that's when I got to meet a lot a lot of you know other people that were in different fields and and that's how a lot of like the media stuff and like you know like we we did a Mitchell and S collab at flight club we, mm-hmm. we you know like and these kids were like dad look you know like I really need these shoes yeah. I'm not gonna wear them and the parents the father wouldn't understand you know I'm like oh really how much is that Panerai on your wrist I remember there was this woman, and she had a Jimmy Choo bag, and she was telling her daughter, no, no, no. And I was like, how much was that Jimmy Choo bag now that you're telling your daughter no for a pair of sneakers? You want to try to get money from somewhere else? And she was like, I never. And I said, Same. you know, and she bought her daughter the, the, the shoes. It turns out that lady was like something Khan from the MTA, Sa- Sadia Khan. or She was like the current commissioner for the MTA. Wow. And it was crazy. But... You know like th- this was the place where kids learned that sneakers can be a commodity yes. it could be a business it could be something that i could be into and i mean i made it cool for kids to work at a sneaker shop because they were like yo i want to work in a shop i want to yell at people too i want to tell <laughs> I, people
1: I, I, that's that's what i appreciate too so much too like i think my favorite story you told was about being in the line for the moma air force ones and how yeah, the people yes. there respected you because they knew you from back then and that So often in this community, we're kind of cynical about like using the word culture or about there being like a consistent story or narrative. And this proves that there is really something going on through the years and these connections exist. And and that we, again, have the responsibility to teach young people about why this is important or like look after them. And
3: where it started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
3: it's like that old guy on the block that moved away and didn't tell the young kids how to act. Don't come outside wearing pink. You know, like, and, and now it's like all over the place. You know, like kids do whatever they want, cursing at the OGs. You got six nine ratting. You got them screaming like, "Suck my to every rapper in the game." Like Be you don't do soon. that back in the days. Right. Yeah. You know. I'll tell you one quick story. Terminology came to the flight club, bro, and he had like made a deal to do a video in front of the store. And like I got there late, and I walk in, I go, "Yo, what's going on here?" I'm like, "Oh, he's shooting the video." I go, "No, they're not dead. This shit right now." Yeah. He's like, "Why?" He's like, "Yo, his main man right next to him is wearing a pair of Mocha Jordan Fives in 2006." <laughs> and I was like, fakes, "Wow, man. those are amazing. Where'd you get them?" <laughs> yeah. but he was like, "So mad. Like they had to separate us." And I was like, "Yo, you need to delete the whole shit." And the man he got, I was like, "Yo," I was like, "You want this dude to film rocking fakes in front of the yeah. shit?" And Right there, was the standard. It was never allowed again, you know. Like stories for days. Chris Dow,
0: we can't thank you enough for coming through. Our first guest was a great one. That's honor. crazy. This Definitely. is my first
3: podcast that I've ever agreed to be on. Love also, um, thank you. I was really psyched for to be with Matt and Brandon and you too, Joe. Yeah, oh, oh, thanks. I like you, you know? <laughs> thanks. And let me <laughs> let me
1: just go on the record that I did not diss Sean Weatherspoon at all. Okay. In this in this past you guys hour. look alike
3: though, already, right? <laughs> like, you need to put a hat on. This has
0: been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you. Our podcast producer is Shiva Bayet. Sound engineering done by Craig Clayton. Special thanks to Gerald Flores, Dave Matthews, and Alejandro De Jesus. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.